The presenting sponsor of Top Docs is Netflix. Now presenting the documentary series, Escaping Twin Flames. From Emmy nominee Cecilia Peck, this three-part documentary series pulls back the veil on Twin Flames universe, a controversial online community that preys on people looking for love. Den of Geek says it tackles one of the more interesting subjects that streaming has in some time. Escaping Twin Flames is available now on Netflix. Hi, I'm Ken Jacobson. Welcome to Top Docs. We're coming to you live from Park City, Utah at the 40th edition of the Sundance Film Festival. Thanks to Amos Cochran of EditScore for hosting our 2024 Sundance interviews. EditScore is a new music library with an innovative approach to finding music for your film. Today, I'm speaking with Brendan Balomo and Slava Leontiev, the directors of Porcelain War, which is having its world premiere here at Sundance and is part of the U.S. documentary competition. Brendan and Slava, congratulations on the world premiere of your film and welcome to Top Docs. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. And now for our listeners, a brief logline. Porcelain War is a portrait of three artists. You, Slava, your wife, Anya, and your good friend, Andre, who also shot the film. It's about your lives in Ukraine before and after February 2022, when the Russians invaded your country. It's about finding a way to live two separate but connected lives, one spent fighting for your country's very existence and the other refusing to abandon a sense of normalcy during wartime. My first question is for you, Slava. I want to start with your art, which is amazing. You and your wife, Anya Stasenko, are Ukrainian artists whose chosen art form is porcelain art. You create these wonderful sculptures of fanciful animals that you call porcelain beasts, and then Anya draws on them very intricately and beautifully. I would love to hear more about this particular art form. Is there a tradition of porcelain art in Ukraine? And what drew the two of you to this art practice? Yeah, uh, it was sort of by chance that we chose that medium. Almost by chance. Це сталося тому, що ми, як художники-графіків, хотіли мати якусь форму менш тривіальну, ніж просто аркуш паперу. We wanted to find a way to work on a surface that was less trivial than plain paper. Я не можу сказати, щоб в Україні була стала традиція саме такої роботи. Не можу. I actually can't say that there is a long-standing Ukrainian tradition of working in that medium. Але менше з тим, як пластичні образи, які створюю я, так і Аніна графіка на них є досить зрозумілою і вкорененою в українській традиції. Окей, це начало я не слышала. Тим не мені, Nevertheless, that particular medium and the kind of drawing, the drawing and painting we do, 
actually does have a long-standing Ukrainian history. Next point. Мне мені дуже близька порцеляна, можна так сказати, психологічно. Porcelain is a very a very close and familiar medium for me. Як теоретик мистецтва, як мистецтвознавець, я дуже Я дуже знайомий з вічністю керамічних матеріалів. As an art historian, I'm very aware of the long history that porcelain has. Приємно робити щось, що зберігатиметься тисячоріччями. It's very pleasant to work in a medium that continues and propagates thousands of years of history. Фарфор такий крихкий. Uh, porcelain is a very fragile medium. It's very easy to damage. But you absolutely But there is absolutely no way to destroy it completely. That is our metaphor for Ukraine and our metaphor for art. There's another way that your art and these porcelain objects come to life in the film, which is through animation. In the film, the incredibly intricate drawings that Anya makes on the porcelain sculptures is animated, and those animations kind of tell their own story that relate to some of the big events that are happening around you and that are depicted in the film. Brendan, can you maybe talk about how you decided to have these rather innocent, playful figurines tell this broader, in many ways darker, story through the animation. When we first discovered the figurines, my creative partner and one of the producers in the movie, Aniela, found them actually before the war. And as soon as we saw them, we you couldn't help but imagine them coming to life and these stories coming into motion. And so when Russia invaded and we all started talking about capturing what was happening in Anya and Slava's lives, and we had already become friends and we had already thought about this idea of using animation together. And it was a natural way to let the audience understand that these paintings are their truth. These paintings are what's happening to them, what's happening to their country. And to be able to take the beautiful visual metaphors that Anya and Slava had and to work with this incredible animation company, Blue Blue in Poland, who felt a deep kinship with Ukraine, it was all artists all over the world coming together to bring this to life. And we feel that there's just this amazing magic there in those sections of the film. For you, Slava, what was it like to see Anya's still drawings turned into animation? We were from the very beginning, we were absolutely entranced by the idea that Brenda and Aniela had to animate. It was incredibly inspirational for us. But these particular animations that came to life through the work of Blue Blue Studio, it was an incredible experience. It was an incredibly shocking experience for us to see. We could have never possibly imagined that such a miraculous transformation could happen. When Anya saw 
uh, the animation for the first time, she said, finally, it happened. Нарешті сталося диво. Finally, a miracle has taken place. In the film, Anya says that drawings, paintings are her language, that she fell in love with stories as a little girl, and that she created a way of communicating her truth in the paintings and the figurines. And from three paintings that are in the film on these incredible sculptures that Slava created, Blue Blue made 7,000 frames of animation, 7,000 drawings to display that truth. And we felt it was a way to bring the audience into the parts of the film that were their memories and that we weren't necessarily able to bring cameras to. It was a way to transport them inside of that truth. Well, it's, it's very affecting, it's very effective, and it's really amazing. I want to talk about you as a pair. You know, I know you've become quite close through the making of this film, but on the surface, you seem like a, a bit of an unlikely pair. Slava, you're an artist from Kharkiv in Ukraine, and Brendan, you're an LA-based filmmaker. How did you two come together to make this film? We met through Anya's and Slava's artwork. When my creative partner, Anyela, discovered their figurines, the four of us just started talking and we became incredible friends. We fell in love with their work and we all had planned on collaborating. And when the war broke out, when Russia invaded Ukraine, we called up to find out, you know, were you guys okay? And Anya and Slava said, we're staying and we're continuing to create art. And then Slava revealed, we never knew this before, that he was in the Ukrainian Special Forces. And we thought, this is just incredible. And he, we learned he was training civilians to become fighters. And for me, the story chose us. It was a natural decision that we had to collaborate. And the question became, how could we do this at such a distance? We made an entire feature film without directly having a conversation. For a year and a half, we worked through an interpreter, bridging that language gap, bridging the thousands of miles between us in a war zone. And yet from the first day we started working together, we realized we spoke the same language. We were visual artists and we made little drawings together. We shared paintings and photos and references. And the challenge of this film became, how could we actually teach Andre, our cinematographer, Slava's best friend, who is an oil painter, to become a cinematographer. How could Slava learn how to use this equipment to change his natural artistic intuitions into being a director? And I remembered what they did when Apollo 13 failed. NASA had a duplicate of every single piece of equipment that they had in the lunar lander, in the command module. And so for every camera, every lens, every microphone, I had one copy of everything in LA and everything else was sent into the war zone. It was carried by volunteers, people who quit their jobs and moved things through Poland and into Ukraine. So along with medical supplies, camera equipment arrived to Andrei and Slava. And I would make video tutorials for them of every single thing and they would hold the very same thing in their hands that I had in mine, even though I was safe and they were being shelled in Kharkiv. Amazing. So you're directing, you're teaching, you're learning on the job, uh, you're creating, it's all happening the same time at a distance of thousands of miles. У нас навіть не було такого почуття, що ми вчимось. Завдяки Брендану, у нас було почуття, що ми вже вміємо, ми хапали незнайому техніку і просто починали працювати. We didn't really have the feeling that we were studying particularly because of how we worked together with Brendan. We already felt that we had those skills. We got them sort of directly from him. And we really had a common language, a language of art. 
And in fact, we actually did have exactly the same language for imagery and art. І почесту я абсолютно розумів, що каже Брендан, не розуміючи половини слів у реченні. And even though I didn't always understand his language, I always understood what Brendan was talking about. At this time, the four of us, Anya and Slava and Aniela and myself, made a decision. Aniela and I were originally planning on going to Ukraine for all of us to film together. But we realized as Slava and Andre threw themselves into filming, it became a new artistic method of expression. And they were so inspired and I just kept getting more and more footage. And we all thought, wouldn't it be incredible if there was no one else there, even though we were close friends, observing, and that they would be telling their own story with the camera in an intimate spot. And it would be only the truth of their lives with no one else around. And this would be the most unique opportunity to have artists capturing their truth within this war. And yet the four of us would be working together Even though there was distance, we felt that we were almost in the same room and we could collaborate on this film together. Brendan, you mentioned that Slava, besides being an artist, also is in the Ukrainian Special Forces. So Slava, I have a question for you, which is what makes this film so unique is the dual realities that it depicts. On the one hand, there's this almost idyllic, mystical world that you and Anya and your dog Frodo, can't leave out Frodo, enjoy in Ukraine, and then there's this parallel world of war and violence. We see that you and Anya continue to exist somehow in these two worlds, you as a member of the Ukrainian Special Forces and as a military trainer, and Anya as an artist who still is making art. At what point did you as a couple decide that you were not going to give up your art or all of the things that were a part of your quote-unquote normal lives Prior to the war. У жодному випадку ніхто з нас не збирався припинити життя. In any case, not one of us really made the decision to leave our normal life completely behind. Так чи інакше, ми one way or another. Ми мали робити все, що ми робити можемо. We had to do everything we could possibly do. And our art is actually a weapon. І потужність цієї зброї одразу знайшла визнання в бійців мого юніту. І мощність цього оружя одразу знайшла признання у бойців моєї підрозділення. And the power of that particular weapon we immediately began to bring to the warriors in my to look at the warriors in my unit. Цей фільм ніколи не міг би відбутися, якби моє найближче безпосереднє керівництво не сказала слава, ти маєш це робити. Film never would have happened if my own commanders hadn't seen what we were, what we had and said слава, you should do this, you should do this. І кожного разу, коли я брав до рук камеру, and every single time that I picked up the camera, хтось брав дівку замість мене. Someone else was, was picking up a rifle in my place. When you're with your special forces unit or you're training civilians to use weapons, do you feel like the same person or do you basically have to create two different versions of yourself? The one in the military and the one at home with your wife and your dog and your art? 
Я не можу сказати, що існую у двох різних іпостасях. I can't actually say that it's not exactly precise to say that I have two separate selves. Все, що пов'язано з війною, з насильством, яке ми ненавидимо. Everything that is connected with war and with violence we hate and reject. Зі зброєю, яка нам неприємна. This with weaponry, which is very unpleasant for us. Це просто засіб захистити нашу культуру, наше мистецтво. But it's it is a way for us to protect our art and our culture. Це оболонка, яку неможливо від'єднати від середини. Защитна оболочка. Захисна оболонка. It's more like we have a protective bubble. It's like a, a protective layer we have for ourselves that can't actually be separated from our centers, from the entirety of us. Українські люди, українська культура наразі зазнають геноциду. Ukrainian people and Ukrainian culture right now are experiencing genocide. Росія кинула усі свої можливості. Russia threw all of its potential, all of its resources. І не рахуючи витрачає життя своїх людей. And no matter how many of their people are killed, для знищення української ідентичності. They're focused on eradicating Ukrainian identity. Таким чином, існування нашої ідентичності, існування нашої культури не від'єднується від нашого самозахисту. For that reason, our Ukrainian identity and its protection can't be separated from our weapons. The amazing thing about what Slava and his comrades, the Ukrainian civilians who have been forced to become soldiers, what they still share is that despite people coming into their home to murder them, they still think about the situation that Russian soldiers and Russian people are forced into. And the film shares a nuanced empathy with all positions and this terrible situation for everyone. And yet they're fighting for the ability to not be destroyed and the ability to retain their culture, their art, and their lives. Well, unfortunately, we are out of time. I'm sure we could talk for much longer about this remarkable film and the remarkable people in the film and the remarkable people who made the film, including the two of you. I just want to thank you so much for making this film and sharing it with the world and for being with us here at Sunday. An absolute pleasure. Thank you for having us. Thanks to Amos Cochran of Edit Score for hosting us for our Sundance 2024 interviews. Edit Score is a new music library with an innovative approach to finding music for your film, with a focus on licensing albums with cohesive musical identities rather than single tracks. Listen to the library and learn more at editscoremusic.com. Top Docs is a production of Wooly Media. This episode was produced by Ken Jacobson and Mike Merrill and edited by Mike.